Delco Football Show. We are heading into week 10, so it is podcast time once again. Uh, a lot is at stake this week, the last week of the regular season. It's not even Halloween yet, we're at the last week of the regular season. Uh, this is Matt George. I'm here with Matt Smith, and uh, we are going to take a look at everything that's on tap for week 10. There's some big games coming up this weekend, there's some games with title implications, and there are big-time ramifications in terms of what happens in the final District 1 power rankings. So Matt Smith, let's get right into it, starting with the District 1 6A rankings. There is a lot of Delco teams kind of right on that cusp of being in or maybe not being in. As we head into the final week, Haverford sits 12th, 15th is Penwood, 16th is Upper Darby. 18th is Ridley. Ridley and Upper Darby play each other, which enter into play a whole bunch of very interesting uh, situations. Certainly, that is going to be an excellent game. What can we expect from this uh, from this slate of games and all the kind of moving pieces? Well, it's, it should be fun to see how it all unfolds. Um, you know, as you mentioned, the Upper Darby uh, and Ridley game. I you know I think the lo- the winner of that game, while they're not. Probably they're not guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. Um, the loser of that game is probably finished um, in in terms of their of of their uh, their playoff qualifications. Um, I I don't see Upper Darby or Ridley with a loss um, getting in at this point. But you know a lot of things can shake one way or the other. You know look looking at like Penwood at number fifteen, they can move up a bit, but. Again, they're not safe too. <laughs> you know, uh, I I think a lot of people expect them to be Chester uh, on Saturday, but you know, you never know. Um, seven and three last year, six and four last year, got a lot of teams in the playoffs. That's right. not like that's not a guarantee this year, right? Um, and you know, and just looking at like, like a team like Haverford, I, you know, I think they're fairly safe. You know, we'll get into it. They they play Springfield this week. It looks like they're an average of twenty one points on the on the way they they work out the aggregate. Haverford's yeah. kind of you know they're eight and one. They're in this position because they're a little low on bonus points. That comes with playing Lansdale Catholic um, and I not it, playing Upper Darby and, until Thanksgiving, right? That, that, and which is another that hurts six Upper Darby. Team. Yeah, that hurts Upper Darby and, and Haverford. And their other their other non league game was uh, Chester. Chester. So yeah. that's a 5A team that doesn't have a lot of win bonus for you. So that's where they put them. Mm-hmm. But I really want to focus on 14 to 20 because you have two games involving teams there. So 14th going into the weekend is Harry S. Truman. They're at 6 and 3. They play number 20, Ben Salem. So if you're Upper Darby or Ridley, you're probably rooting for Ben Salem in that game. I don't think Ben Salem can pick up enough points to jump them, but they can put Harry S. Truman under some pressure if they can win that game. Sure. 15th is Penwood. If they take care of business against Chester, more than likely they are in. Mm-hmm. 16th is Upper Darby. Remember, 16 teams make it. They have to win against Ridley, and they'll be in. 17th place is Springford. They have an interesting game coming up against a pretty good Pope John Paul team, which um, you're not going to get a big class bonus for them because they're a 4A team, but you are going to get the win bonus because I believe they have seven wins, and they're one of the top teams in 4A. 18th is Ridley. 19th is Downingtown West, which has Henderson. Henderson only has one win this year, um, so I would bet on Downingtown winning. What that basically comes down to is, you know, if you're Penwood, you have to take care of business. I don't think this is a climate where you want to leave it up into the, you know, the calculator's hands. Uh, If you're Upper Darby and Ridley, you're kind of looking at this as, 
we got to win and then see what happens. We have to at least put ourselves in a position to uh, allow fate to break for us by taking care of business on Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. Upper Darby, uh, obviously, um, they've been playing really, really good football um, these last several weeks. I know they had a tough, tough loss to Middletown, Delaware last Friday. But, you know, they're one of those teams that gave, like, Springfield and Garnet Valley, uh, pushed them to the limit, uh, almost upset both teams earlier in the year. You would like to see Upper Darby get in. Uh, Ridley's a team that's surging late. If Ridley doesn't get in this, uh, getting get into the playoffs this year, they can obviously look at that 2-4 uh, and four start this year that kind of held them back. Right. And I don't know if you want to look ahead or uh, look higher up in the, in the rankings, um, number one. Garnet Valley, uh, they're essentially tied with Nashamini uh, going into the week for that number one seed. Nashamini um, plays Pensbury. Pensbury's number three. They're just a hair behind. Just, yeah. Important to note, uh, according to Kyle Berger, who's the official District 1 football tabulator, uh, does a great job. Uh, he tweeted out the other day that Basically, the winner of Neshaminy and Pensbury uh, will be the number one seed. So where Garnet Valley falls, I don't know. They could fall anywhere from two to probably seven or eight, depending on how things um, shake out. So I don't. I mean, I don't anticipate them losing to to kind of Yeah, I, I don't. Think, yeah, I think if they beat, they you know they could be a kind of a solid second choice because Pensbury, you know, the loser of that Neshaminy Pensbury game doesn't gain as much. So. You know, they could probably be in the top three, four there. Mm-hmm. Um, what's important to note, Garnet Valley obviously is in. Haverford is, is probably in. You know, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't necessarily leave that to chance with a loss to Springfield. Even so, I think eight and two probably gets you in. Yeah. Plus, you are going to get those ha- Springfield bonus points for their wins, uh, even if you lose to them. Right. Penwood, Upper Darby, Ridley, I don't see a scenario where all three of them get in. Even if Ben Salem beats Truman, no. the— the whoever drops in that upper Derby Ridley game, that's really a do or die game. You know, that's that's how it shapes out and, and, and it's very likely that with Garnet Valley up at the top and all these teams clustered at the bottom, we're probably gonna see an all an all Delaware County matchup. Actually I guess Ridley could possibly jump up to fifteen and if mm-hmm. Garnet Valley if ended two, up at two there you go. we're gonna be fighting for that game. Kills two birds with one stone. We for would us. be fighting for that game. Uh 5A, the picture is a little bit more settled. Springfield's a number one team, still nine and zero, undefeated. They'll they, be a number. I think they'll be number one, regardless. Yeah, they're pr- they're pretty well clear of Upper Moreland. Uh, Upper Moreland uh, kind of loses out eight and zero, so they only had eight, they games, had eight games, and they're yeah. low on bonus points. Just to give you the you know the lay of the land, Springfield has three hundred sixty bonus points. Upper Moreland only has two thirty. Um, Academy Park sits fifth. Marple Newtown's in eighth, Strathaven's tenth. They're probably solidly in. Uh, Chai is twelfth at their four and four record. Again, another team that's hurt by having one less game, but it is based on average, so it, that kind of evens out a little bit. Thirteenth is Radnor. Fourteenth is Sun Valley. Fifteen is Pencrest, which takes on Radnor this week. And in seventeenth, you've got Glen Mills. It looks like a three-win team is going to make this postseason. Pencrest is 15th. They have three wins. Kennett is 16th. They have three wins. And Glenn Mills, if they're able to beat Chai, they could have a third win. One of those teams is, is going to get in. I, I guess not as much drama here. No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, you have some interesting games on tap. I mean, Chichester and Glenn Mills. For Glenn Mills, obviously, they have to win that game. And, and Chichester could use a 
a couple nice wins against Delval teams going into the playoffs. Um, and that's a story in, in and of itself is Chichester in the playoffs this year. Sun Valley, even though they've lost a couple tough ones the last couple weeks, they'll get in. Uh, I mean, I have strong opinions about the way this District 1-5A playoff is, is – Set you up wanna, here. You want to um, see you want to see Harridan and Lower Marion playing I, for a playoff spot at one and eight each this week. That's that's what you want, right? No, that's no, no. Okay. And I, I just think misjudged on my part. A, a three win team, it devalues the the purpose the, and and the meaning of uh, of of playing for a district title. Um, but I get it. You know, this the district one. You have to have so many rounds in each playoff or in, in each in each class. Um, in this case, there are sixteen teams that make. The 5A playoffs. And it's a function of how many teams you have eligible in that class, and there's a certain, uh, you know, there's a certain formula as to how they get there. Yeah. And, and you know, it's it's obviously different because a lot of these teams play in leagues with 5A teams, or 5A teams play in leagues with 6A teams. So these records probably don't look great because, you know, they're getting beat down by 5A teams. Teams like Radnor, for instance, that have Ridley and Upper Darby and Haverford and Garden Valley on their schedule. That's kind of the way it is. So... There's that kind of tangle there, and I don't know how. Yeah, I, I, I don't will, know how exactly to resolve that. I will say, like a team like Pencrest has really played well. I wrote about them in my in my uh, football notebook this week. Um, you could check that out on paprepLive.com. Um, yeah, I wrote about Pencrest and, and how uh, the way they've been able to kind of turn their season around with um, a couple like tough tough wins against um, Harrington and Lower Marion. I know they're not world beaters, but you know, seeing a team that, that that's playing really well and, and clearly working really hard to turn their season around and make a real effort to make the postseason, like Pencrest, um, that's good to see. But when a team, you know, backs into the playoffs on a three- or four-game winning streak, I think, you know, <laughs> that – that's that. That's where I have. There's my, not a lot. That's of, where I have my issues. Yeah, there's not yeah. a lot of merit there. there. Exactly. Yeah. To steer away from the playoffs because there are things in this world that are not the playoffs. There is the possibility of settling the Central League title this week. Garnet Valley, as we said, has a trip to Conestoga. I don't necessarily anticipate Garnet Valley having a lot of trouble against mm-hmm. a, a down Conestoga team. But the interesting game. It feels like the fifth week in a row that Springfield has played an interesting yeah. game, and really a lot of credit to the schedule that they've had. I mean, they've, oh, had, they've, they've had Ridley, they've had Marple, Garnet, and Haverford. They've really kind of hit all the high notes. I, I don't. They played Upper Darby, too. They've um, run the gauntlet here, and they've done a phenomenal job. Which is really impressive, but they have Haverford because they got to have to get one more test in there. Friday night, Springfield can clinch the outright title if they win. If Haverford wins, things get a little messy because you would have Springfield – at eight and one, Garnet Valley would have a share of the title at eight and one. Haverford would be seven and one, and then after the playoffs, they would have the chance to play for a share of the Central League title against Upper Darby on Thanksgiving, provided no playoff interferences. Uh, but Lessing, how scary! I mean, it's, it's Springfield's scary right now, and, and and if I'm a if I'm one of those district. District 1 5A playoff teams, I do not want to play them <laughs> at all. I don't want to see them at all. But how how much scarier will they, would they be going into the playoffs 10 and 0 and and having to beat ha, having to beat Garnet, having to beat Haver, having to beat all these teams um, down the stretch here in the regular season. And a lot of 6A teams. The too. momentum that they, yeah. that they will have going into the playoffs. I I I, I would not want to see Springfield. 
it's also something that I think um, this is going to get on a little bit of a playoff gener- a playoff rant again, but part of the reason that the 5A and the 6A is designed to bring order to the to the galaxy of high school football, but you have a case this year where, you know, right now the top team in 6A lost to the top team in 5A. And that's not really the way that I think the powers that be design these things to work. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know how Springfield necessarily would fare against Pensbury or Neshaminy and some of these mega schools, not that Garnet Valley is a small school, mm-hmm. but that's kind of a distortion of the way that things are, are maybe supposed to be. And I think it speaks to the job that Chris Britton and his staff have done at Springfield this year to have those wins. And we know, and I'm sure many loyal Delco football fans will uh, probably analyze this in more minute detail than we do, but looking at the way schedules are made and you know who gets to dodge whom when you have a 12-team league and you only have to play nine of those teams, that means you know you miss two teams every year. And there's some teams that have gotten championships or shares of championships in the past by dodging some dangerous teams through no fault of their own just because of how the schedule sets up. I don't think anybody can look at what Springfield has done this year and say that this is a title that is in any way diminished. You know, obviously there's still one game left, and yeah. let's not put the cart before the horse because notwithstanding, uh, you know, some up-and-down struggles the last couple weeks, Haverford is a very good Haverford team. is so dangerous, yeah. Excellent defense, <laughs> explosive offense, and uh, with Travis Weiss, they've been finding the running game the last few weeks. They're a very dangerous team, but if Springfield gets through all these hurdles, this is a really, really impressive season. It's as legit as it, it's been, in, I think, in several years, just looking back. I, I mean, there's been great teams in the Central League, and I don't mean to go off sort of on a tangent. Just but, yeah, It's something we can discuss out in, in another podcast, but it's it's been really – really impressive it's 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 exciting to watch i mean they're and i kind of wanted to say this for our playoff preview but i'll just say this springfield is sick and tired of being the bridesmaid they're ready to go all the way this year and take on that district title there's yeah there's not i don't think there's a team that's in their way i mean you know all due respect to to unionville and you know this is not the upper dublin of a couple years ago and upper moreland they've got a path this year i think we said that early in the season that you know, and they've always been so no Academy close. Park there. A couple there, years ago, that Adam Crowder team yeah. losing in the district final that year, they, they've been close. And I think I think this is the year that, I mean, they're poised to jump that hurdle. While we're talking championships, um, I think we should kind of give it up for Penwood. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was yep. I, I got to say that Interboro Academy Park game. Normally, week ten, you're you're salivating over that game, and it's. It doesn't have any championship implications, really, because as long as Penwood takes care of business at home against Chester, um, which is still winless in the league, the league title race is, is kind of over. Um, yeah. That Penwood, you know, what can you say about that Penwood team and, and what they've done this first year under Otto Troop? I think what's been, like, really impressive about them is they, they can score 35, 40 points a game, as they've done. They've had a couple blowout wins here this year. But – Look at their win against Interboro and their win against Academy Park last week. What did it for them? Defense. And they were both low-scoring games. Do you have the score from last week's uh, Academy Park game? I think it was – Once it was a 14-12 game. 14-12, yeah. and, and that they are the complete package this year. Um, I think their defense doesn't get talked enough about because, um, I mean, gosh, they have 
two of the top three receivers in the county, the number one rated quarterback in the county. I'm going to say the biggest quarterback the in the biggest county. biggest quarterback. In the Physically, so they, Desmond Johnson's just imposing. They score points, but they got dudes on defense that just they come they, they come to play every week. And I think those two wins against Interboro on the road, and I know the Kennedy Park game was at home, but the way in which they, they won those games, they were, for lack of a better term, they were dogfights. They, you know, they were uh, defensive struggles. Um, and they got it done, and, and that is a mark of a championship team. And, and, and so that's that's why – that's what I've been kind of impressed with this year because, you know, Penn, Penwood has been one of those teams the last couple of years that have scored a lot of points but <laughs> couldn't stop an offense at all. I mean, they, they had struggles defensively. Um, but this year um, it's nice to see that they've kind of put it all together. Anything uh, anything on Carol Bonner? That's a that's a big one on Saturday. We got anything? We got to give some District Twelve. I'm I'm just gonna just my my my, my quick mini Bonner two weeks in a row averaged minus forty three yards of rushing. It was a minus fifty and then it was a minus thirty six. It's one of those marvels, and I don't mean to make fun of it because that's not the intent. But the it's that's just at Sports Doctor it's on just, Twitter. It's just. It's just amazing, in much the same way that you seeing of uh, was it you that saw the fourth and sixty three at Chester, and last and, week and fourth and fifty nine things Haverford School things like that. Just <laughs> it's just yeah. Sometimes you see box scores and you just wonder how it happens. And I, I will note that the Bonner they they had positive yardage last week they, against um, Conwell Egan, I think they did. Yes, yeah. um, it was sixty to nothing before they had positive yardage. So, we'll take it with a grain of salt. But it is positive yardage. Positives are good and, whenever you get and, them. And just about the, the Bonner-Carroll game. I mean, this is like as moral championship as you can get for both teams. Carroll, you know, started out 2-0. And they've lost seven in a row, unfortunately. Um, against a tough schedule. Against, oh my gosh. They, they play in that. They, they have no business playing in that red division. Let's hope. Next year they drop down. They decided to play their um, best half of football, probably that first half against St. Joe's Prep, and yeah, a lot of teams' but, best half of football against St. Joe's Prep isn't enough. Honestly, I think that's one of the games this week to watch. I I, I have a feeling that's going to be a good game, and Bonner uh, can use like a good a good outing this week. Um, win or lose, they see O'Hara next week for that four uh, A play in game, so they'll play O'Hara again next week. Um, for, for the for the right to play a publicly champion the following week, so yeah, it, it would be nice, honestly, to see both of those teams kind of finish on a positive note, um, just to know that they're heading in the right direction going into next year. That covers all the Week Ten action. You can find all of our work in the Delco Times every week and online at paprevlive.com. You can follow Matt Smith on Twitter at dtmattsmith. And you can follow me on Twitter at SportsDoctorMD. Thanks very much for listening.